Good morning, survivors, and welcome to another edition of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark, and today is day number 257 since we've been back on the air. First, the news. Dr. Clark? The big news of the moment is that there are reports of zombies that have fallen down in the underbrush over on the east side of the campus. Listeners, please be cautious when traveling and avoid places where you can't see where you're walking. The zombies do have their distinctive moan, but we've observed that if they've fallen down or become otherwise immobile, they kind of shut down a little and don't make any sounds until something stimulates them. In that underbrush, they're like landmines. It actually reminds me a lot of when I would go diving. You never wanted to dive or even swim in murky water because that's where the sharks would mistake you for prey. Huh? Why's that? Humans aren't natural prey for sharks. For the most part, we're too lean and large sharks need a lot of energy, which our bodies can't provide. But if they can't see you because of the murky water, they'll rely on their other senses, like the ampullae of Lorenzini or their sense of smell. What are the ampullae of lozenges? Ampullae of Lorenzini, named for the Italian scientists who discovered them. They're small electrical receptors that sharks and rays have that help them find their prey by detecting the small electrical signals that many animals emit. What, like electric eels? Not exactly... Living animals will generate small electric currents through muscle contractions, including the heartbeat. Sharks and rays can sense these electrical currents and use it to hone in on dinner. So why don't we feel a shock every time we move? You know, Max, for someone who seems to have a lot of really esoteric knowledge when you're coming up with your conspiracy theories, you don't seem to know much about sharks. I would think that the electricity generated by muscle movement would be really small. Exactly right, Agnes. But sharks have evolved to be able to detect really small amounts of electricity. On the order of 5 nanovolts per centimeter. That's 5 one billionths of a volt. What's really interesting about that is that any moving conductor, like seawater, will also produce a small electric current when passing through a magnetic field. So the ocean currents passing through the Earth's magnetic fields are producing small currents of electricity. And it's theorized that sharks and rays can detect this and use these currents to help with navigation, which would explain how and possibly a clue as to why some sharks swim thousands of miles to a new location and then back later every year. Have you thought about something like that to explain the zombies' movements? That would be really handy to know. I have considered it. But the zombies don't seem to have any special sensory apparatus beyond what they had when they were alive, which honestly is a good thing. If the zombies could track us the way sharks can track their prey, I'm not certain humanity would still be around, even in the diminished way it is now. They're that good? I mean, I know they're a top predator, but just how good are they? They're astonishingly good. To give you an example, their electrical sensory apparatus allows them to detect prey that's hidden in the sand. In experimental conditions, it was even observed that sharks could detect prey that was paralyzed and hidden which means that the sharks weren't reliant on the electricity generated by muscle contractions. Their sense of smell is phenomenal, allowing some species to detect blood in the water as dilute as one part per million. Wait, 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 wait. One part per million? How does that help them find prey? That's like me finding a colored pencil on the ground. It tells me Agnes was there, but it doesn't tell me where she is right now. Actually, it's more like Agnes yelling at you to pick up the pencil and bring it back to her. We can tell the direction and distance a sound is coming from, but the time and frequency difference between how each ear hears the sound. Sharks do that with smell and their nostrils. 
you detect a small amount of blood coming from your right, so you swim right and see if you detect more, and then you go from there. The zombies have retained this ability with their hearing, but if they could do that with smell too, we'd be in big trouble. And if they could detect sound at the rate of efficiency that sharks detect blood, that would also be bad. We're really lucky they seem constrained by normal human limits for most of their abilities. I'll say. I don't need zombies sneaking up on me from miles away. I don't know, though. The zombies seem freakishly strong. They're definitely superhuman. Not really. Ever try to unscrew a nut with your bare hands, but you couldn't do it? And then you put on a pair of gloves because you didn't have a wrench, and you tried again, and this time you could? It's because the gloves protected your hands from the pain of the sharp edges of the nut. Same thing with the zombies. They don't feel pain, so when one attacks you and you hit it, it doesn't have the same effect as if you were being attacked by another living person. Hard to think of us as being lucky these days, though. We're actually considerably lucky in a lot of ways. I mean, sure, the zombies are awful, but they're not insurmountable. At any rate, watch out for the zombies in the underbrush. Good advice, Dr. Clark, and a really informative broadcast. Looks like we've got to go for today, though. For Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark, this is Max O'Brien, and this has been Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.